0: Stefan, welcome to the Commerce Talks Podcast. Today here in a live uh, setup in uh, Stockholm, we're going to talk about uh, the platform economy, the online um, strategy of Husqvarna. Please share with the audience, who are you?
1: Yeah, definitely I can do. Uh, So first of all, thanks for having me, Alex. Uh, Really great to be here in Stockholm. Lovely sunny day in Stockholm. And uh, for the ones who don't know who Husqvarna is, Husqvarna is the world's leading, one of the world's leading gardening brands. Um, You know, probably our robotic mowers, you know, our chainsaws, you know, our garden tractors, and a lot of other garden machinery tools. Um, We are actually a quite old company. We refer to ourselves as one of the oldest startups in the world, getting 333 years old this year. So actually quite an old company. Can you share some numbers so revenue, number of employees? So we are publicly listed company, so I have to be careful with uh, what kind of numbers I state. No forward-looking <laughs> numbers today. <laughs> okay, But if you look into our last annual report, so just to give you a bit of a, a size uh, um, idea, we are doing roughly 47 billion SEC, which is equally 4.5 billion Euro, if you convert it to Euro. Uh, 14,000 employees uh, selling our products all over the world, basically from North America up until Australia. You can find us everywhere. And we are not just known for the Husqvarna brand, we also have a couple of other brands in our company. Um, so one of the other ones that is quite well known in Europe is Gardena, which is uh, uh, Europe's leading garden watering brand, also selling a lot of gardening tools, etc. Okay, before we get into the question, how you're selling, maybe
0: let's get into the product line a bit uh, a bit more. So on the Husqvarna side, we have uh, this um, automatic uh, lawn mowing machines. Then we have the Husqvarna Rider line. I own one. Mm-hmm. I have to um, mm-hmm. admit. Uh, then uh, um, then we have chainsaws, wh- which Husqvarna mm-hmm. is very well known for. Is it like is this kind of the main assortment? Or have I forgotten something?
1: We have a quite broad range of garden machinery tools, but you're actually right. I think uh, chainsaws is what what we we are really originated from this is what we are well known for but also these days uh, more and more autonomous products like our robotic mower we have actually Husqvarna has founded a robotic mower more than 20 years ago so we are actually quite long in that space and we we truly believe that this is the kind of tools that we also want to focus on in the near-term future and long-term future for us
0: okay looking back like 10 years ago how have those products been found their customers
1: Actually a good question because I'm just six years with the company, but I, I would imagine that 10 years ago it wasn't that much different. Traditionally, the Husqvarna products have been sold through our partner network. We have a quite big partner network. You might We, we internally refer to them as local dealers. Uh, you might know them. Uh, it's these these local players that you have in your city that are selling garden machinery tools. Uh, more B2B-oriented companies, I would say, traditionally, where you were going to if you had a question about a garden machinery tool, etc. This is how you've got your Husqvarna products in the old-fashioned days, I would say.
0: So it's a a 100%
1: wholesale-based
0: business? Or were there Husqvarna flagship stores where I could buy uh, a Husqvarna rider directly from Husqvarna, for example? I would
1: say it's a 99% wholesale business. We have, of course, in the meantime, a couple of flagship stores. We have one here in Stockholm. Uh, but we also have uh, throughout the world a couple of owned stores.
0: In, 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 in German terms, it was Fachmarkt based, so only professional stores, so mm-hmm. I couldn't buy it at uh, the at OB DIY store or Hornbach, for example, yeah, exactly. or others. That's exactly. Correct?
1: So we believe that Husqvarna, or we, we are not believing, we, are, we actually know that Husqvarna is a premium garden machinery t- brand that actually requires a kind of professional service that you wouldn't get at a big box DIY store, for example. This is why we are not selling our products there. We are going through professional partners. And these days, and, and that's, of course, one of the main reasons why we are having that conversation, also more and more online.
0: And, and and what what changed over the last 10 years? Is there more customers that are requesting those products online, trying to buy at those Quana uh, website? Uh, um want to get a better deal, want to maybe um, go around the direct dealer, maybe don't have access in the region
1: mm-hmm. to a dealer? Mm-hmm. I would say actually everything has changed. Um, I mean, the whole world has changed. If you imagine like e-commerce is still a relatively young thing. I mean, we are doing that. The two of us, we, we know each other since 10 years and, and we just spoke about it briefly before we started recording that. I mean, that whole industry is just about 20 years old, I would say in Europe and of course over the last 10 years everything has changed our products have changed from more and more traditional products to more autonomous products robotic products etc where people of course nowadays start their research more and more online i mean that is what we know by market research that consumers if they are interested in a new garden machinery in a robotic mower they don't go what's the first place they are going to it's not a traditional dealer it's not a big box retailer it's on youtube it's on instagram it's on these channels where they're getting informed, where they are researching. And of course, then as the next step, they also want to do the purchase then online.
0: OK, got it. How big is the market for uh, for autonomous mowers? Uh, can you give us like a rough, super, super rough big estimate? market? I,
1: I, I actually can't give you a really um, an exact number. I don't have it out in my head. You f- will find some more numbers about that in our latest annual report. If you if you want to read that. But I can tell you that we are still in the early days. I mean, Husqvarna founded that category 20 years ago. But still, if you look in developed markets, I would say like Sweden, you will see robotic mowers here and there. If you look in a market like Germany, Switzerland, et cetera, you will see them. But it's not like every neighbor has a robotic mower yet. So that's definitely our vision that robotic mowers over the next couple of years still have uh, their peak ahead of them.
0: If I go to my neighbor, um, and as you know, I'm, I'm living on a farm. And um, if I go to my neighbor or the local dealer, obviously there's no alternative. So mm-hmm. the, everybody has like uh, the rider. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's it's the best like uh, gardening tractor. I don't know if this is a correct word for it. Uh, in this area, um, um, the ones uh, that do have like an um, an automatic uh, a lawnmower do have Gardena or um, Husqvarna. The dealer will tell me there's no alternative. Uh, if I go to the Obi. Uh, Baumarkt, they might have some alternative there uh, from, uh, from, a, from, an, from an Asian no-name brand, uh, so, so from a competitive situation, um, is it still what you see in your business or not so much of a real professional competition because you are coming out of this like B2B area where it's mm-hmm. all about like professional high quality products?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that, of course, I mean, as we started quite early on in that category, as we have founded that category, not a lot of other players have dared to go into that space. I mean, it's an interesting fact if you think about robotic mowers. What we nowadays know is the vacuum cleaner, the vacuum cleaning robots that we all have at our homes or most of us have. But we have actually been before the vacuum cleaners out with our products but doing that in the garden is quite of a different challenge because a garden is not such a closed environment as your own home. I mean, you have changing weather conditions, you have wind, you have rain, you have um, uh, different flower situations, you have a flower bed that you're changing, etc. So obviously that product um, is an autonomous product, but it comes with quite some complexity from a product development perspective. And I, I would say, that this is for sure one of the reasons why you see not so many big competitors in that space. And the other one is of course that, I mean, Husqvarna is a premium brand and we are delivering premium products. So not many uh, companies have really managed to be on that level. Okay, I would (coughs) uh, do a check mark on the the product
0: side. Then maybe let's look into the dealer uh, dealer situation. Um, So I would expect, or how I see the market, there's not so much expansion on the professional dealership anymore. Even (laughs) like the other way around that like dealers, have to close because the family don't want to um, follow up with a, uh, with a business maybe the market is getting like too competitive or it's too small or nobody wants to repair riders um,
1: anymore so how is this market developing? Mm-hmm. Of course the dealer business is a, is a bit of a challenged business over the years because uh, also we as consumers and I include myself I mean we tend to go less and less offline shopping we do more online shopping of course these days and that's also true for our industry so you see that this is also happening in with the traditional dealers then we have the generation problem that you just mentioned that a lot of the um, more let's say old-fashioned dealers uh, where maybe the first or the second generation of the family is now retiring and maybe the the son or the the daughter is not really interested in continuing that family business so they're getting out of business Then, of course, urbanization was something that um, also affected that industry over the last couple of years, where we've seen a lot of people moving into the cities. And traditionally, our kind of dealers are more outside of the cities. Um, That is hopefully changing now with the pandemic again. But yes, in general, I would follow your description or, or what you explained that we will see that this business is getting more challenging but at the same time of course we have a lot of dealers who also see the opportunities in it who also see the opportunities online who also think about new business models big topic for us is services i mean how can also these partners differentiate themselves through other kind of services that they can do these days than just selling products
0: yeah If if I would ask my local dealer selling Husqvarna products, he's the only one like in a 50 kilometer (laughs) Mm -hmm. ring about my home. So there's no there's Mm -hmm. no uh, urge for him to uh, differentiate. You have on your business card direct to consumer. Are you allowed to enter a dealership with Husqvarna products or will they send you away?
1: No, of course. And I think that that differentiates us from other brands who are going direct. So maybe as an explanation for the audience who isn't aware. So my role basically within Husqvarna is to build up and scale the D2C business uh, in Europe and Pacific. And um, coming back to your question, what we truly believe in is that we want to within our industry form a different kind of D2C approach where it's not just about selling a physical product and shipping that from our warehouse to the consumers. We actually want to integrate our dealers into that process and we want to leverage them for additional services, installation of robotic mowers, winter services, other kinds of gardening services that they can provide. So I actually um, like to be together with our dealers. We have regular dealer conferences, we didn't have them that much in the pandemic times, of course, but um, lo- really looking forward, meeting more and more dealers again now after the pandemic or when we are allowed to travel again. And usually it's very fruitful conversations with them because these guys, I mean, they know the consumers best. They know what kind of products are asked for, etc. So it's it's really always kind of fruitful discussions that we have with them.
0: Can, can you walk us through the customer journey here? So let's, let's mm-hmm. assume I want to buy, I want to get rid of my... Um Uh, uh, gas-powered Husqvarna rider, Mm -hmm. uh, which is an all-way drive, very Mm -hmm. cool garden tractor. I Mm -hmm. can recommend everybody (laughs) here in the room Uh, and want to move to a Mm battery-driven one. And then I go to a website and see, okay, there's a new model coming out, whatever. There's some specs uh, specs I'm interested uh, in. And then I click, can I click? on buy and then you send
1: me to a dealer or how how Mm -hmm. how will it work i can i can definitely explain that a bit so first of all good choice i would say alex that uh, you're making the the move from petrol to battery Uh, that's something that we that we really strive for that we believe strongly as a company in and that's where also you will see a lot of innovation where we already brought out a lot of products over the last couple of years and also will continue to to innovate quite a bit. And and you asked me prior to podcast recording, how good are your battery products these days? Are they really suitable enough and powerful enough for my garden? And I can definitely ensure you that this is the case. But, but coming back to your question, how the consumer journey looks like. So... Husqvarna was actually in our industry, I would say, quite of an early starter when it comes to D2C. We started five, six years ago. uh, And and maybe for the audience, just to give you a bit of reference, the DIY industry, the larger gardening industry is still a a bit of an underdeveloped category when it comes to e-commerce overall. So five years um, prior to today, I would say we have been one of the early starters in that industry. And these days we are operating own d2c sites in 16 european markets so we are and um, australia new zealand and japan to be to be uh, quite honest here so in most of the european markets including sweden including germany france uk etc you start your journey on huskwana.com you actually don't start your journey there because you you will find us on social networks you will find us on instagram you will find us on youtube etc You end up on the Husqvarna website and you will actually be able to purchase there. So you make a direct business relationship with Husqvarna. But then we offer you straight in the uh, purchase process. We offer you the integration of our dealers. So in your case, we would refer to you. Hey, Alex, uh, we have a great partner here in the Kiel area where you're located. Do you want to uh, have additional services next to your petrol product, uh, next to the battery product that you have chosen? Do you want to get it, uh, do you want to pick it up at your dealer? Do you want to get it home delivered? Do you want any other additional services with it, installation and so on? And this is where we would integrate our partners. So it would be for you as a consumer, a seamless process where we really integrate tightly our dealers.
0: But is a dealer getting part of the uh, sales price? Let's say um, a battery driven, tractor at Osquana costs me like, roughly like six K. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is, in, in the in, in the in the standard wholesale process, usually the dealer bought the product from Uskana mm-hmm. for let's say four K mm-hmm. in this case and sold me for six K though they had like a two K profit. Mm-hmm. Um, are they getting two K from you in this new customer journey?
1: I can't tell you if they're getting exactly 2K, but what I can tell you for sure is that That's they are all getting... All the listeners are <laughs> asking this question, so I have to ask the question. No, right? for, for sure, we also financially uh, let them participate on that deal that we are doing. So they all get a commission for every sale that happens on the website, every sale that they yeah. are involved. Because we also strongly believe that it's not just the purchasing journey. It's also the the, um, the after sales journey. It's the usage phase of your mm. product. So. What happens if you are out in the field with your tractor and all of a sudden um, it uh, it stops working and you need some advice you need some expert uh, who helps you out so this is why we actually involve the dealers and let them participate on that deal because we strongly believe that they also play a role after the initial sale
0: okay got it and they will protect most likely the Husqvarna uh, uh, Husqvarna Economy by not letting other brands in their in their dealership,
1: right? You will see there a big difference, I would say, per market. You have markets where you have more mono-brand dealers where they are just focusing on Husqvarna because we are, of course, the best brand to focus on. So it absolutely makes sense. But then you have other countries where you have dealers who are open to multiple brands and, and carry also other yeah, brands. The, the are dealers, yes. Yeah. yes uh, I know. <laughs> no, no, I totally, I totally get it.
0: You told already that uh, that you're using all channels, um, also including Instagram, so... Are there like gardening influencers, gardening tractor Mm -hmm. influencers Mm -hmm. uh, you're using?
1: Yeah, actually, we believe that you are kind of a big gardening tractor influencer. We have to speak about that relationship in the future. Yes, Um, no, I mean, uh, in that specific niche, I think you will find not that many influencers. But gardening in general is, of course, a booming subject. I mean, we all know that uh, given the pandemic, especially over the last couple of years, the the booming uh, at the home Uh, a cocooning phase where everybody instead of traveling invested into their own homes into their own gardens etc was quite helpful for that so we see that more and more influencers are also entering that space diy as a wider topic is of course also big on youtube and on other social channels so you will find quite a lot of influencers there and of course, we are also cooperating with these influencers. We are creating our own content. So you will find us on all different channels.
0: OK, then let's go back to the sales channel um, question. So Husqvarna.com will be the, um, uh, the main page for starting the customer journey. Um, we, we've talked a lot about B2C customer journey processes where a uh, lot of them start with Amazon, especially mm-hmm. for the German-speaking mm-hmm. uh, markets, where people might even start their search, mm-hmm. like uh, a lawnmower, um, lawn tractor, mm-hmm. lawn mowing tractor, whatever. H- how do you manage this search queries?
1: Mm-hmm. Of course, super relevant question because, I mean, especially in markets like Germany, UK, France, where Amazon is the leading online dealer, Um, you will see that more and more consumers start actually also kind of their research phase on Amazon these days, right? If you need a new washing machine, if you need a new whatever, uh, you instantly go to Amazon and check out there so the first job that we are doing there as a brand as a premium brand is that we believe you shouldn't start your journey on amazon so we actually try to build up the brand prior to that we actually try to build up the brand on other channels on instagram on social on youtube etc so that you then wouldn't search generically just for a lawnmower or a chainsaw you would actually search for oscarna chainsaw etc uh, of course Amazon is an important player for us when it comes to advertising and for sure also the Amazon business model changed quite a bit there in, in recent days where it's not any longer just for them uh, the business about selling products but also selling advertising. I don't have the numbers in my head but I would say after, uh, after Google and, and Meta it's probably the, the biggest uh, mm-hmm. advertising platform these days. And we are in heavy dialogue with them. We run uh, Amazon-fired uh, campaigns, et cetera, to also leverage the Amazon advertising platform. But we actually don't sell our products on Amazon because we believe that for us, for the premium brand that we are, for the quality aspects that our product requires, et cetera, that Amazon isn't a suitable channel.
0: And they allow you to um, book advertising space on Amazon and uh, redirect the traffic to your own website?
1: You can have a lot of conversations with Amazon, and you will hear very different messages there. But yes, I can assure you, they allow that. Uh, it's a tough conversation with Amazon to send traffic away from Amazon, and they don't don't really like to do that all the time. But they make exceptions, especially for brands that are not actively selling on Amazon. So mm. this is this is their main criteria. So your products um, aren't available on Amazon to uh, to be purchased there. Then they are allowed to redirect traffic
0: do you allow your um, wholesale partners to sell on amazon
1: no we actually don't allow any of our partners including ourselves so this is also true for us as a d2c brand um, to sell our products on any third-party platform so it's not just about amazon and amazon in general is a very important player and i think you shouldn't underestimate amazon but we just believe that the premium brand that we are requires a certain dedication to the products a certain dedication to the content etc that is not suitable on a platform no matter which platform it is
0: okay got it so it, it works for you it's like an it, it's an, a case you don't see that often in the market right now where it works like for 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 all sites for the dealer for amazon they're still getting your advertising money even for you um when i have uh, podcast conversations with other manufacturers they mm-hmm. usually tell me they want to go um Away from the hardware business, producing products like uh, like the uh, lawn mowing machines, mm-hmm. um, getting more into the software service mm-hmm. um, uh, business, which I think is also the case with uh, the Osbana Group. Uh, mm-hmm. As I'm a big user of the Gardena brand when it comes to water uh, to watering mm-hmm. in the garden, uh, we have the you have this kind of smart line. You also mm-hmm. have at the Husqvarna, um Group. Is is this can this be an income source today? I'm just paying you for the product, which is smart, which comes with kind of a kind of a Wi-Fi connection. I can mm-hmm. I can manage it per app. But eventually, I might see a case where I will be willing to pay you a monthly fee in order mm-hmm. to get some function. Is this something you're in, uh, looking into already?
1: Mm-hmm. We, we are not just looking into that. We are actually already offering that. We call it lawn as a service. So you can actually do that. You can... Have uh, that as a subscription yeah, service, a service. Um, in in several European markets, and we strongly believe that I mean, next to the uh, the Gardena smart system or the smart robotic mowers that we have at Husqvarna, that there will be more and more other kind of services that we can offer in in, uh, in the future. I mean, think about your robotic mower. What do you do with your robotic mower over the winter time? Uh, this is typically something that our dealers offer. It's a kind of a winter storage uh, service, checkup, etc. So these kind of services we are also transforming into the online world and offering online. And it goes even beyond that. I mean, who would, uh, who wouldn't think about offering all kinds of gardening services in the near future?
0: Lawn, lawn as a service. Lawn, lawn as a service. So, so, can you elaborate this a little bit? So, so I would I would pay you money a on a monthly fee. basis, mm-hmm. so my and dealer we would, would collect my my machinery?
1: No, th- 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 yeah, this is uh, the particular uh, example about the winter service, but lawn as a service really means that based on, for example, square meters, for example, based on garden size, et cetera, we uh, select a fitting robotic mower for you, you pay a monthly fee and we take care of everything, to including the dealer. We take care of the installation, we take care that uh, the machine is running, we take care that we collect it over the winter time, that we services. Uh, if you need a new model, that you get a new model automatically, etc.
0: Okay, and that's working already in yep. some markets. Yep. Okay, that's the first evolution model of the platform, uh, of the platform model, the second evolution would be to allow other manufacturers or other providers using your customer access to provide their services. Let's say there is like a super precise weather prediction Mm -hmm. service Mm -hmm. Um, I want to have because I want to have the best garden, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I want to have the perfect time when the lawnmower is is going out Mm -hmm. uh, and therefore I have to buy this kind of weather data. Mm -hmm. So is this something um, that's going to be possible in the future?
1: Um, I would say if you are clever and you are a clever guy, you can actually do a lot already today. I mean, with services like IFT and other services that we allow on our smart, Systems, both on Gardena and as well as on uh, on Husqvarna, you can actually connect already kind of third party services. Is that something that we are actually pushing today? Not so much, but for sure this is something that we are also investigating for the future.
0: Mm, that's interesting. So lawn as a service, it's definitely an, an interesting thing. The Amazon. So can is we sign
1: you up as a first customer for that?
0: On a, on a caster, though maybe we should talk about the influencers thing <laughs> first because I, I have some I have some campaigns in yeah, mind okay. where I definitely can use uh, where I yep, can use the new, the new tractor the new tractor um, um, services. So in market where in markets where Usquana is not uh, set as number one brand yet, especially I might I might guess that in the US it's not the uh, not number one brand. There are other lawn mowing so in those new markets, is there a specific strategy, especially via
1: direct-to-consumer channels to enter those mm-hmm. markets or it's still wholesale, mm-hmm. um, dealer-based? Mm-hmm. So actually, first of all, we are quite big in North America, Husqvarna. Uh, I, I, I think we, we do roughly 30% of the Husqvarna business is coming out of North, North America. Uh, own factory there, own operations there, etc. But yes, also in the U.S., as it is a large country, we are working with, with wholesale businesses there. Um, We also sell products on Amazon because um, the Husqvarna business in North America is quite different to the one that we are having here in Europe. Um, So you will see a bit of a different approach per region. Again, keep in mind, I'm responsible for Europe and Pacific, so I can't go in depth into North America. Um, But also North America is a big D2C market for us. So next to our wholesale operations, we also have D2C there running. For a number of years, don't ask me how, how long, but definitely uh, for a number of years already.
0: And in the Asian markets where there might be competitors that are even ahead when it comes to smart machinery, uh, uh, we talked before this podcast that there um, that there are providers uh, for this um, vacuum uh, cleaning robots in the household. They might be also investing in, uh, in lawn mowing machinery. Is is Gardena or Squana they are also a brand what a Chinese customer or Taiwan customer Mm -hmm. might prefer Mm -hmm. over local Chinese products. yeah
1: definitely I mean you have the big brand of uh, made in Europe made in Germany etc made in Sweden equally Um, so this is for sure a brand that works also well in these markets Um, uh, as I mentioned before Japan is a big market for us Uh, Gardena is also going more and more into the Asian markets uh, also big in, in uh, Australia and New Zealand.
0: So in, uh, if you're looking forward like 2022, 2023, mm-hmm. what is kind of the biggest innovation uh, you're looking, looking forward from a sales channel or product perspective?
1: Mm-hmm. So this year is of course, I would say, a bit of a transition year on one side. We are hopefully ending the pandemic on the other side. I mean, we still see a challenging supply situation. We still see a terrible war situation in the Ukraine. Um, et cetera, which will have some effects also on us, to be quite honest and frank here. At the same time, you will see that Husqvarna is continuing to invest into the markets, continuing to invest into new products and new categories. Um, So uh, watch out for for new announcements about new products coming. Um, I would say the big trends uh, ahead of us is for sure, continuous growth in the robotics space. This is what we are really dedicated and focused on the shift from petrol to battery overall. Um, when it comes to the sales channels, we strongly believe that D2C is an important channel for us. So we we definitely uh, continue to develop that in even more markets across Europe and, and other regions around the world. But I also want to refer back that we are strong believers that this needs to be an integrated approach with our dealers because we don't see d2c as i often refer to it internally as moving boxes from a to b this is not how we understand d2c we understand d2c as we want to become closer to our consumers closer to you closer to the ones who are using our products but also closer to our partners to our dealers and i I actually personally don't like the term dealer i much rather refer to them as partners um, because they have been helpful over the last decades and they will be helpful over the next decades that are coming ahead of us it's just about finding together new clever ways how we can approach consumers and provide value to them at the end of the day
0: so that's one of the very rare podcasts where there's a future for the wholesale partners which mm-hmm. is uh, which is good in uh, in this case so how do you help your dealers to move uh, um, forward mm-hmm. in terms to digital mm-hmm. um, investments yeah
1: so uh, definitely good question we have internal dealer development programs for that uh, where it's really about upskilling our dealers, where it's about providing them with digital trainings, providing them with the right tools, uh, with the right um, level of education when it comes to the products, but also to how to leverage our D2C platforms at end, and so on. But I would say the most important one is that you have the right mindset for that. You as as a dealer, as a partner, you need to really make that shift you need to see it as a partnership it's a partnership it's not longer about just selling the product it's really about how can we jointly make a successful business out of that okay but that's uh definitely something we are very keen in working very close with our partners
0: what kind of pitch do you need from amazon to sell die directly mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. You, you so you say it's worth it
1: yeah so we uh, first of all we are as i mentioned we are in in a constant dialogue with amazon i mean we have great business relationships with them we, we see them equally as a partner for our brand like Gardena. We see them as a strong partner in the US, but we don't believe that they are currently fulfilling all the criterias we need to, to sell Husqvarna products in Europe. In Europe, we have a very specific thing, which you might know, which is a, a so-called selective distribution system. So we have implemented that at, at Husqvarna and with that certain criterias, qualitative and quantitative criteria, that you as a partner need to fulfill and Amazon isn't fulfilling these criteria. So Amazon is working hard on becoming better and better, uh, but currently they are not officially fulfilling these criteria. And second to that, we strongly, and I I refer back to what I mentioned before, we believe in the partnership with our dealers. We believe in this close collaboration for having someone who actually installs a robotic mower, who provides you services on the weekends in the gardens, who provides you with care advice about your plants and and, uh, and your lawn. And this is simply something that Amazon can't offer. And, and Amazon, so far, they haven't done that pitch to me where they wanted to go into yeah. that space.
0: Okay, they only need to open like 1,000 dealerships. Uh, easy, easy thing. <laughs> How like your investment in the brand and brand trust um, translates into com- conversion uh, mm-hmm. uh, in in the in the in the buying funnel?
1: Mm-hmm. And definitely also a good question. And again, repeating what I mentioned in the beginning, we are a company which has 333 years of history, and that means 333 years of building up our brand, building up our reputation in the market. We are worldwide known for uh, building and producing quality premium gardening products and this is why consumers refer back to us this is why someone like you alex has already a husqvarna product and i mean uh, you, you asking, cannot just
0: you cannot destroy it it's like it's <laughs> impossible no saying. asking
1: the question to you i mean this is also how you would start your journey you wouldn't go on an amazon and search for uh, a chainsaw or a tractor you would know there is a quality brand like husqvarna you would search for a partner who is capable to deliver you with the right products and the right services for that.
0: I, I would trust a gardening influencer, but you know we are yeah, gonna we gonna continue this the discussion <laughs> <laughs> uh, later. So thank you for uh, for this very nice um, for this very nice podcast. Um, thank you for being on Commerce Talks. Thank you for having me.